welcome to a special episode of what we are calling for this week only ESG like Sunday morning for reasons that should hopefully become apparent. Uh, I'm joined by a pair of podcasting titans whose legendary tech talk series truly ushered in the EG age of audio supremacy. I am, of course, talking about editor Sam McClary and head of content Emily Wright. Even more excitingly than that, by the power of the internet, Sam is logging into this call from Glasgow, having travelled up overnight to experience all the fun of COP26. So, Sam, we should start with you. How was your journey and uh, what are your early impressions? (laughs) Um, My journey was quite long, um, Jess, but very environmentally friendly. uh, And it was a little bit cold. um, But you know what? everything's an adventure right mm-hmm. so i took i took the sleeper train up but there were no um uh, cabins left so i took a sleeper chain sleeper train chair up, <laughs> oh. which it was pretty much me and some students i think um <laughs> who uh, couldn't afford the cabins but you know what it was all right i survived i got here i didn't have to fly and uh you know you so- got into glasgow as the sun was shining very beautiful so um, Do you have ultra green credentials? Could you have flown for less money and you still could, chose not to? I could have flown for less money and full disclosure, I am flying home um, <laughs> <laughs> because, because one, I live near Gatwick and two, it was £22. Um, so I blame the world of finance on me not being entirely green, but I tried and did, did my little bit. Uh, and you've, you've spent the morning up there, so what's been going on so far? Yeah, so I've been here this morning um, with the BBP, um, obviously our great friends at the um, Better Buildings Partnership, um, mm-hmm. to take part in, they had a whole morning of events actually in the in the green zone here, looking at um, how real estate transitions to, to net zero. So we had really fun, fascinating discussions actually with, um, so I kicked it off talking about how we finance the transition to net zero. Then Stephanie Hyde from JLL um, took the discussion on to talk about um, some occupier-owner relationships and who holds responsibility. And then we finished off with Miles Keeping um, talking around sort of um, the the investor side of the equation. So really, really interesting stuff and lots of things that that, um, people can go back and watch on YouTube if they want to want to see what we were mm-hmm. talking about and we will no doubt be following up in in eg too so really really interesting and you know i know all the all the world leaders have have left now and um, they must have known i was coming uh, <laughs> um so it's little it you know it does feel a little bit quieter here i think but there is still you know i got i got off the train to to get here and i i was a bit sheep like and just followed lots of people so I went to the wrong zone first um, but there are, you know, there were. It was a, it was a good horde um, of of people, not zombies, uh, w- walking um, through through this part of Glasgow. Really, you know, wanting to learn more, wanting to be educated, and you know, we're talking in in the green zone in particular. There's a lot of just average people, you know, normal normal people who aren't there to, you know, sell their wares. They're just there to learn, um, which I think is is really encouraging for the planet and for us as a species it's a good job you didn't travel up at the weekend if you just got off the train and followed the crowd you'd have probably ended up at a football match uh, so obviously i have climate... got blue glasses on is that good for glasgow 
that range, uh, isn't for it? For half of it, yes. Probably, yeah, probably okay. best to avoid blue and green as much as possible. Okay. Uh, uh, obviously, climate issues are a regular uh, feature, regularly at the heart of our content at EG, but it, it's even more so this week uh, with, with COP26 going on. And Sam, you shared an impassioned message for readers uh, in your leader this week that, that we shouldn't just accept that we're all doomed and that real estate can and must step up to help solve the climate crisis. Sorry, I was, um, it's very cold, so I was putting a jumper on. <laughs> so, so I missed, repeat the question, it was something about should... <laughs> I was just I, I was just bigging up your leader this week, the, the impassioned plea to real estate, if you could just sort of r oh, remind yes. us. Remind myself, yes. Um, so, so the impassioned leader, as all my leaders are, I hope, um, came from, I was alerted to a very wonderful um, Patagonia advert um, this week that on initial reading you think oh god that's depressing we're all we're all doomed but then because um, Patagonia um, which if they would like to sponsor me that's absolutely fine because um, <laughs> Patagonia they ask you to read, read it backwards and um, then it entirely flipped the meaning of, of the, you know this paragraph that they'd written to be one of opportunity and what we what actually what we can do to solve the problem not what the problem is going to mm. do and I think it for me it really resonated and uh, and not just from a climate perspective but from the way we look at everything you know and I think it um it it sort of underlined what I feel inspired by real estate about that real estate does actually bring about change and if we think about things in the in the positive then you know the opportunities about uh boundless mm -hmm. we can we can do anything you know if it's actually the industry can solve the climate change the industry can make a more inclusive um uh, sector the industry can you know build back better it can level up it has all the tools to do this we just need to focus on those tools not not the problems you know let's let's talk about the the things we do right now that fix those problems, not how depressing those problems are. Okay, let's uh, let's let Sam get all her layers on and adjust to the Scottish so, climate. Like, like uh, putting a jumper on is how I fix my problem of being cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily, uh, this week we have a, an absolute wealth of ESG content in the magazine and online. And, and just as an overview before we sort of dig into the detail, we all know what ESG stands for, and we've all read and written even countless pieces about it. But what do you think that ESG means in practice for real estate? Gosh, that's a big question, isn't it? I, I think... I always um, like to give you a big question. I know, I know you do. So ESG in practice is, from what I've heard recently and not so recently, and as you say, the wealth of information that we've got, I think is very much... I can hear, is that Sam? I, can't, I think you might need to go on mute. I can hear you. <laughs> Everyone got a real insight into what's going on in Glasgow. I think she, I think she was just getting her sleeping bag out there. For a quick nap. <laughs> I'm rustling, I apologise. It's really cold. It's really cold. Oh, I love it. Um, so the the what ESG means for the industry is actually and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really swear here but it's actually bloody well doing something I think that is just so much ch chat 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 talk 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 and some of the chat is very well meaning I think people being like you know we really should do this but an awful lot of it is hmm 
I don't really understand this. and I'm not really sure what I'm meant to be doing. But if I talk about it enough, maybe people will think that we're doing something. Well, yeah. that's not that's not good enough. Um, and I think that the, the content that we've got in this week's special and um, the content that we've been getting as well from um, various things. That we, it was um, Cretech last week and I um, spoke to Guy Granger um at that event obviously now head of sustainability services and esg at jll um was very much like 2030 2050 okay that's all well and good but please please don't get distracted by that because the time frame is actually much much shorter mm-hmm. on the climate side of things of course it's really important to say as well that esg is not just environmental mm-hmm. or social and governance so it's about a- acting on all of those things not just climate and i think that's the other thing and there's a, there's a comment piece in this week's esg which is that um industries get so overwhelmed by the s and the g that they are sort of almost kind of paralyzed into inaction um, when actually it's not that difficult it's not it is it, it isn't that complicated the s and the g element of the sg so uh, those are the two kind of headlines i'd say one it's time to act not speak and two let, let's not forget the s and the g um of esg it's not climate is incredibly hmm. incredibly pertinent so important and and actually i must admit that a lot of the ESG content in the ESG special relates to E. And that 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 is the way it's slightly weighted, but there is S and G content in there as well. So please do read everything. I think it's inevitable given the, the timing of it and you know running alongside COP26. So that, that seems seems fair. Um, Thank you. you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Guy Granger. He, he certainly seemed to have a, a much more a recommend a much more accelerated time frame for, for net zero. Yeah, absolutely. Two years. So it's a two year warning, folks. Um, Mm. He said that uh, he made a really good point, actually, because we talk a lot about the drivers for change. And and he mentioned uh, regulation. And he said to the audience and now to everybody, because we wrote it up, uh, (laughs) you can check it out in this week's issue, um, that the regulators um, the sorry the, the 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 bankers and the insurers are a much much more regulated and audited industries than real estate, um, and a lot of ESG uh, is being driven by regulation. Um, so even for companies um, or bodies that don't feel the the drive to do it anyway um we'd hope they would but what the financial incentive is obviously important um the regulatory incentive is really driving it so we've got these very very regulated industries um banking and um insuring and insurance rather and he was saying that the real estate sector really needs to get its head around the fact that if you're not if you don't have a strategy in place to get your buildings and your assets to zero net carbon within the next two to three years he said he'd be very very surprised if you get anybody to 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 give a loan on anything mm. um so that has gone down to mix i think half the industry is like mm, that's interesting and half the industry is a bit like mm, is that is that really the case but but he makes a really good point and i think that there is definitely a bit of head in the sand uh, around how liquid assets are going to be within a very short space of time um and how quickly this change is happening now because maybe there's a false sense of security that we've been talking about climate change for several years or and longer mm. but and Great. and you know have things are things really changing that quickly well the acceleration now is massive and yes things are changing that quickly mm. um so that's what he said and he also said you know it's not about blaming the sector um he doesn't believe in the blame game but that there isn't anywhere else there's there, by the same token there is nowhere to hide and this is happening um and he referred to the fact that he spoke up 
about the retail sector before lots of other people had done and he was slightly slightly chastised by the rest of the sector for doing it um, and he turned out to be absolutely right about that and I think he's probably in the same position again. Uh, get your lottery numbers from Guy Granger. Um, so uh, can you talk us through some some more of the highlights from, from the ESG content this week? I absolutely can. So we've got um, we've got an interview going in with Gregory DeWerp, who is the founder of AO PropTech. And the reason I spoke to him was that he has a fantastic story to tell on the S side of ESG, but also um, talking to him about the fact that, 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 you know, the fund that company has set up is not called an ESG fund. And he said in the interview, I could set up a, my next fund could be an ESG fund and it could be a good way to to, to raise a, a, load, a load more money. Um, but that he's not going to do that because he wants to set an example that you in this, that there shouldn't be ESG funds. It should just be the core of what investors do. They, they, it should just be what they do. And setting up a fund specifically for it kind of detracts from that. So he said there shouldn't be any difference who you invest in. You should always do it with an ESG strategy. He has something else to say, which is interesting. Um it's ever so ever so slightly harsh but completely fair he said that he's remaining incredibly independently minded when it comes to um investments and the sorts of technologies that he's looking at because the feet he says he's not sure whether the feedback he's getting from real estate is worth following because it is an industry that has ignored technology for decades a and b a lot of the solutions are going to be really painful and costly to implement so he's like can we trust what they say he said with the greatest he's not not meaning any disrespect and it's a good point and i think that that's really interesting you know from a from the finance side of it we're talking about the finance the finance side of it a minute ago like you know what what people are prepared to lend on what people are prepared to invest on you know he's not he, he's he's a he's been in the industry for a long time he's worked with real estate for a long time he's got he's not he's not being you know uh, sort of aggressively unfair to the industry but he does make a good point that you know is the industry currently as it stands best place to know what's best given that the decisions that are going to have to be taken to put practices in place are not always going to be the the you know the the, the paths of least resistance so that was an interesting one um also really worth checking out is we've got um a really really good piece on um, the leeds climate innovation district and i'd really recommend everybody to have a look at that um the first time in 95 years that family-sized housing has been built within the Leeds city boundary um, and, you know, all sustainable, very ESG focused um, and, you know, with with a huge amount of commitment from, from the developers there. So I, I'd really recommend that too. And then we've got an, just a really, really excellent um, sort of comment section as well this week of people from Fifth Wall who are at COP26 um, through to... Um, sort of an overview of Solo House, which is um, an approach to offering housing for people who've been homeless, um, but offering it in a way that sort of helps them get back on their feet. So looking much more at the S side of ESG, as I was saying. Um, so there's so much in there. Please, please do have a look at it. Um, we, we, we think it's good. Yeah, it absolutely is. I'm, I'm sure people will uh, fill their weekends with with, with splendid reading. Uh, we, we should quickly return up to Glasgow. Sam, how are you doing? Can you feel your fingers and toes? I can, I've got a nice warm jump on and a woolly hat, so I'm all good. Um, yeah, and I think um, we're back up in Glasgow next week as well, actually, because the COP is, is two weeks, as many people mm -hmm. know. So yeah, fleeting visit from 
from me this week, but next week, Team EG is up for our Sustainability Live event um, up here on um, Built Environment Day, which is Thursday, the 12th of November. I think it's 12th, maybe the 11th. Um, and um, we'll be doing a really cool walking tour to learn on the, learn on the walk, as it were, well, walk the talk um, when it comes to sustainability. And then some really good um, panel discussions back at um, CADWorks, which is one of only two um, green uh, buildings in the whole of Glasgow. So Glasgow's got quite a lot of work to do um, mm. to, to catch up. And, um, you know, if it really wants to lead on sustainability, particularly in the built environment, there's um, there's a bit of work to be done here. Um, but it's a beautiful city and the sun is shining, even though it's cold. And there are a lot of, lot of very dedicated people here um, today and over the next two weeks. So hopefully change, change is coming. What have you personally got lined up in your schedule while you're up there? And, and what are you hoping to uh, talk to people about? Um, well, my, my schedule is coming to an end because um, obviously this is Sunday. Uh, right, <laughs> no, indeed. My, yeah, no, my schedule for um, today is coming is coming to the end. So, yeah, I've been hanging out with um, BVP and a lot of there's quite despite it being energy day up here, there's a lot of real estate people around lots of heads of sustainability from all the financiers lots of occupiers up here and the talk very much as as emily mentioned is about action now like mm. we know we know the pathway we know how we're going to get there so let's just get on and and do it and and about it's all been about normalizing um what we're doing in terms of how we can save save the planet so you know let's not talk about green finance let's just talk about finance you know this has to be business as, as usual it should be very difficult to get a non-green loan oh. and and that is coming and you know as, as guy said it's coming really quickly and so we better better be ready uh, indeed we we had um so uh, we are a little bit tight on time this week due to our conflicting schedules so alas uh, the quiz will have to be rested for a week emily i know you must be very disappointed to hear this i couldn't be happier i i i i I have to say, I, I love a quiz when I win, and I hate a quiz when I lose, and I lost the first quiz, and as far as I'm concerned, that's me out of quizzes now. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm Spoken sure. like a true adult. <laughs> oh, no, it's like Christmas It's like Christmas every year in my family. I'm, I'm not really allowed not really allowed to um, to get involved in the, in the Christmas quizzes for that very reason. I take them very seriously. Well, can, I, can I ask one? Isn't far away, so, so maybe we'll have a special Christmas quiz just for you, Emily, uh, later this year. But yes, Sam. Maybe, maybe. I was going to say, can I ask you one question, Jess? Because obviously last week you were very excited about Halloween. So how was your Halloween? Uh, Halloween was good. Halloween Kills was dreadful. Uh, really, really, the, the definitely the worst Michael Myers film I've seen. So that was a shame. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, otherwise, uh, pumpkins were carved and uh, yeah... Uh, too well, much we sweets eaten. A, a family uh, costume Zoom thing with some friends as well. So, yeah. How about you? Did you enjoy your Halloween weekend? Well, I fell over and hurt my ankle quite badly, so no. Um, but we did have lots of the little kids on the street come around, and we yeah. fed them sugar. Oh my god, I'm... we were we were deluged with so many kids. We had so <laughs> so much chocolate, and we ran out by six six p.m. It was it was <laughs> like I think it was three years of trick-or-treating pent-up uh, frustration in, in one in one fell swoop. I feel I was, for the parents. 
yeah I was one of those people that I did I did get into the spirit and I had had the trick-or-treaters bowl and I had all the chocolates but when we ran out I have said to put a note on the door saying <laughs> we've run out please please, please go away <laughs> I shit my bed till about seven o'clock and then we ran out and I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna answer the door every two minutes just to say we've run out. So um yeah. Well, a, a note went on the door. That'll <laughs> be you in the next Emily. couple of years, Emily. Sorry? That will be you in the next few years. Oh god. God, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Emily's anyway. old enough to go trick or treating now. <laughs> Do you know, I've never done it. Never in my life have I done it. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing when we were growing up, I don't think. I think it's more recent in the UK. Well, uh, you'll get to get to enjoy it, I'm sure, uh, and uh, come to love it. Um, but yeah, enjoy the rest of your time in Glasgow, Sam. Thank you. And uh, thank you to you both for joining me. You have been listening to ESG like Sunday morning. I can't do the song. <laughs> ESG, maybe. <laughs>